I'm having like a cat mom moment. <laughs> After one glass of wine. Look at my child. It's okay. You're not trying to put them on live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be like me and Fanny. Just want yeah. you to know. We love you. And to stay positive. <laughs> Hello and welcome. This is the Millennial Podcast. And he goes, do you like lace panties? Like, what kind of panties do you wear? Rachel, (laughs) the next sentence, I hung up the fucking phone. You are so too nice. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm in the trouble I'm in all the time. (laughs) I'm Erin, and as you probably guessed it, that voice beside me is Rachel, best friend and co-host. He would just walk into a room and be like, (gasps) (laughs) something dark happened here. (laughs) I'm afraid. This podcast is strictly for entertainment purposes only. I'm having like a cat mom moment. <laughs> After one glass of wine. Look at my child. It's okay. You're not trying to put them on live. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like me and Fanny. Just want yeah. you to know. We love you. And to stay positive. <laughs> I... I Literally don't care if it stays in the podcast because this is shit's funny, but like I went to Meyer today because I had to get him food and then I wanted to get wine and stuff. And I'm like checking out the cat food and wine and I'm like, this is my life. <laughs> like this is where my life went. This to. is what almost 30 looks like. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and the wine I bought is the name of it is Black Cat. And I'm like, I look, I look psycho. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. Just, just like, like the cashier was like, this white girl ain't trying to break any stereotypes. Yeah. Like I had to get my ID checked and I was like, please don't look at my purchases. <laughs> just check my ID and let me keep pushing. Just let me ring out and go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me what my night involves because it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know what it is, so don't even go there with me. He's going to eat his tuna pate and I'm going to eat my wine. <laughs> yeah, I did buy him tuna pate too, so it's not too far off. <laughs> oh, Tell man. me your work story. So your brother comes in and immediately was like I know you've gotten people who have like pain fetishes that like getting their brows waxed and I was like honestly I haven't really had anybody come into the salon like liking how pain feels I think one time I had a girl mention it where she was like is it weird that I love getting my brows waxed because it like I love the rip of the wax strip but no one ever says like I love getting my brows waxed like that's not something people say And your brother was just laughing about it. And I was like, no, but you want to hear like a really crazy story. And I was like, I fear that my video is on a porn website somewhere. Like not a video of me, but like a phone call. Because I learned that you can record phone calls and put it on porn sites for people. Which I had no idea was a thing. And people actually get off to that? Yeah. Because it's like degrading. And people like the degrading and whatever of it. So a few years back, I want to say it was like three years ago. This guy called the salon. He lived in Florida. 
and he kind of like introduced himself as, as this very wealthy fan, like um, man. And he's like, I'm going to Michigan with my boyfriend and I want to book him a ton of services because he deserves it. So we booked him all this stuff. Like he wanted to get him like a manzillion and a facial and like, just to put context in this, I've never done a manzillion before. So I was already like extremely uncomfortable going into the situation, but also like I want, I was kind of curious to do it. So I didn't care. And he was gay. So I'm like, well, and the guy sounded super nice. So I immediately was like intrigued by the situation and he called, booked all these services, and that was pretty much that. Well, a couple weeks later, it was the week of his appointment, he calls, and he goes, hey, I need to cancel and reschedule for a different week because we're not going to be able to make it down to Michigan this week. And my boss was like, okay, that's fine. We'll push it back a week. So that same week, um, sometime, I don't remember what day it was, but he calls the salon and I was working the salon that day and he calls and I don't remember his name, but he was like, he talked in this very like sultry voice. He obviously was an older man and he goes, Hey, like I have a few questions about my boyfriend's appointment. And I said, yeah, go ahead. That's totally fine. And he goes, well, can I ask you what your favorite color is? And I said, my favorite color is purple. At the time, it was purple. And he was like, okay, good to know. And he was like, so what are you all going to be doing in there? Like, how does everything work? And I was like, well, it looks like he's getting a facial and a, and a waxing and stuff. And, you know, like, it's pretty self-explanatory. And he's like, well, how long is it going to take? And I was like, it looks like a couple hours. And he's like, well, I'm going to tip you really, really well, just so you know. And I'm like, Cool. Like, I really don't care about that. You know what I mean? But that's nice of you to say. And then that was like really the end of the conversation. Like, it wasn't very long. It was like maybe 20, 20 minutes because he asked a few more things. But they weren't like weird questions. It was more so like, you know, I'm excited to go there. He's super excited and all this stuff. So the following Monday, I worked at the salon. And this guy calls again. And he was like, is this Rachel? And I said, yeah. And he goes, hi, Rachel. He's like, it's so-and-so. And I just wanted to check in with you because we're really excited about our appointment. And I was like, yeah, like I'm excited to meet you guys finally. Because, you know, at this point, we've been conversating for weeks. Like we've been, he's been calling the salon like multiple times a week and talking to us on the phone. And he goes, so I bought my boyfriend purple thongs to wear to his appointment for you. And I hope you would I hope you don't mind that. And I immediately go, he doesn't have to wear. Be <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I was like, he doesn't have to wear purple underwear. Like he doesn't, I'm like, it's not really necessary. He goes, No, 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 like I did it for you because you said it was your favorite color and I want you to feel special. Like I want you to feel good in the service. And I'm like, well, it's the service isn't about me, it's about like your boyfriend. And he goes, well, I have a confession to make. He's like, I feel like me and you are really good friends and I want to tell you. And I was like, what is it? And he goes, well, he's my boyfriend, but he's straight. And he's, he has a wife and like, but he's my little bitch boy. So I, Rachel, I would have fucking hung up the phone. 
I thought he was going to come in for a service and I didn't know what to do. So, and I at the time didn't know what to do. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, that is, I said, that's not really something nice that you should be telling your, your boyfriend or whoever the fuck he is. And this guy is like, well, he's a little bitch and he has a small dick and (laughs) he likes it when I call him that. So he's like, he goes, I'll tip you extra if you call him a little bitch for me, like, can you do that? Can you call him a little bitch for me? And I was like, no, I cannot do that. Like, I can't call him a little bitch. And he goes, do you like lace panties? Like, what kind of panties do you wear? Rachel, (laughs) the next sentence, I hung up the fucking phone. You are so too nice. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm in the trouble I'm in all the time. (laughs) You just sit there and let people feed you bullshit sometimes where it's just like, like, it's like a deer in a headlight. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, this was like post-therapy Rachel I feel like now I would have a better boundary with myself but I didn't really know what boundaries were at the time and I didn't know what to do because like you're in a weird position where you're at work and every conversation up to this point has been pretty normal as being weird he's just been calling and I didn't know what to do so I just like unfortunately I just let it happen and he goes, well, we'll be in contact soon. I'll talk to you soon. And they hung up the phone. And the girl I worked with was like, why are you allowing him to talk to you for 30 minutes? Like, hang up, hang up, just hang up on him. And I was like, I would love to hang up on him, but I'm at work. I'm trying to be as respectful as you know, I can No, you're just be. like, these. this is hundreds upon hundreds of dollars of services. If there is 10% chance this is real, I'm going to be respectful. <laughs> Right, because I, at that point, I don't know if it is real or not. And if they come in, I need to be, like, prepared. And I definitely was going to tell my boss, okay? Like, I was going to tell her. What if you wanted to be in, like, say they came in and you got to be in the room with, like, can they have bring the guests back there? At the time, you could, yeah. <laughs> you just got back there and just, like, pulled out his dick. <laughs> well, like, the guy said to me, he was like, this is just for me to like, I think it's like, I just, I get, I get pleasure knowing that you're back there calling him these names. Like he's not, his name isn't this, it's this. And he goes, and don't you ever (laughs) call him by his first name. (laughs) And then we, that was it. And we hung up. So he ends up canceling the appointment that week, of course. And then he schedules it again. And this time he got told that he can't, this is the last time that he can reschedule. And then they were not going to reschedule him. So a week goes by, I haven't heard from him. He calls the salon again and he goes, Rachel, there's like deep, sultry man voice. And I was, I was like, Oh, Hey, like, how's you guys going? I'm like, I saw you guys reschedule. He goes, yeah, yeah. My boyfriend wasn't acting right last week and I had to put him in his place. And you know, now we're, now we're back to normal again. And he's like, he didn't, de- <laughs> he goes, he didn't deserve to get a spa treatment is all I'm going to say. And I, and I was like, okay. Like, and I didn't think I was going to hear from him again, but it was like a week went by and I heard from him again. And I'm like, it's a Monday. And he knew that on Mondays, it was just me and one other girl. So I think that's why he purposely was calling on Mondays. Um, because he would avoid calling any other day because he didn't want to talk to the other girl. And he goes, what's your Facebook 
name? Like, what's your name on Facebook? <laughs> and I was like, why? And he goes, well, I'm going to find it regardless. So you have to tell me what it is. And I was like, I'm not telling you what my Facebook is. Like, that's inappropriate. He found my Facebook on his own. Added me as a, sent me a friend request. I didn't, I didn't add him as a friend. I drew the line with Were that. Were scared when the friend request popped up? Yeah, I thought, I thought he was bullshitting me. He goes, stay on the phone with me for a minute. He goes, I found you. He goes, oh, you're a little cutie. He was like, this is going to work out really well. And he was like, what would you say of like coming, moving to Florida and being my personal assistant? Who's <laughs> this Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes, I pay, he goes, I had a girl, but she ended up quitting. And I wonder why. Her, yeah. And he goes, I paid her a thousand dollars a week to degrade my boyfriend. Like that's why his business, I think that's low key what his business was, is like he just paid girls to degrade his boyfriend after he was like a millionaire. He had kids, by the way, because I stalked his Facebook. He used to be married, he has two children. And he goes, I'm going to send you pictures, Rachel, of my boyfriend, and I, ho- I hope you like them. I just hope you like these pictures I'm going to send you. And I was at this point scared shitless because I'm like, hey, this has gone too far. Do I have to file a police report right now? Yeah, I actually was like, because it wasn't, because sadly for me, like, it always has to get to the extreme for me to realize how bad it is. Yeah. Like, it has to all be on fire before you'd be like, I get it. Yeah, I know, and that's my big sound phone. <laughs> I wish I could be different, but I just can't because I'm like, I can't look at it and like, I can't look at things in like a one way thing. Like, I have to look at everything in a bigger picture. So then, by the time I get to that conclusion, I'm like, wow, this is actually really fucked up. <laughs> so he goes, but don't look at the pictures now. Like, look at them later. And I said, okay, like whatever. And then that was it. So I'm working with this girl and I go, oh my God, he sent me pictures. And she goes, look, go on, go on your Facebook, show me. I need to look at these pictures. I shit you not. The pictures he sent me were pictures of his boyfriend by the pool. And he was wearing a thong that was purple. And on his ass, he put little bitch boy, small dick, needle dick, like all over his back, all over his stomach. These sound like sane people. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, all of these things, like he goes, I need you to call him Needle Dick in the appointment. Like message me that and goes, you need to call him Needle Dick in the appointment. So at this point, at this point, I go, I need to tell somebody about this. <laughs> I need to go talk to the boss. And I show her the pictures of it. I was like, this is what he's sending me. And she was like, oh, my God, I thought he was just a nice old man. I didn't think he was a weirdo. And I was like, he's a fucking weirdo. So the next day I'm at home and my roommate's boyfriend was like, Rachel, like, I think he was recording your guys' conversations. He's like, there's sites that you can go on where there's recordings of you talking to people and people get off on people get off on it. And I was like, great. There's probably some fucking website with my fucking phone recording on it that people are fucking listening to probably to this day. I'm not getting any benefits from it. No royalties. Would you shit yourself if it was like your, your voice showed up on crank anchors? I fucking would be so upset, honestly. And, and this guy was so weird. He, and he messaged me for weeks after because surprise, surprise, he didn't show up for his appointment. 
because it was all a fucking joke. Would you have really wanted him to show up for that appointment after all that? No, and he was trying to get me to work for him. He's like, move to Florida, I'll pay for all your stuff. And Your mother would never allow it to happen. No, he honestly was like, wow, this works out so well. He was like, the last salon I called, he was like, the girl wasn't as cute as you were. And he was like, she was not anything near what you look like. And so he's like, this is going to be really exciting. Like, I feel like he was trying to scout people. And I, I was the unlucky one. You watch that Epstein documentary. It's no different than, like, when he got that fucking, that one part where he got that masseuse to follow yeah. him home. And that same night, like, he was, she was fucking both of him. Some saying. Like, him and Justine or whatever. Like, people fall for shit. Yeah, that's me. I'm the person who does. Well, no. You may walk towards the van. You'll never get in the van. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be curious. I'll be curious what's in it. You'll wish them luck finding their lost dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh my god, I feel so bad for you guys. But I actually have to go. I am late. Yeah, I'm like too anxious to actually like go the next step, but like I recognize. <laughs> oh god, maybe this is like my therapy to everybody. This is how I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> genuine thing what sucks is that people i had people tell me that it was it's fake they're like you're acting fake that's not how you really are and i'm like no i'm really like this like i'm just one of those people that like i believe in giving people like a chance to i don't know like i you see the good in the world there's nothing wrong with that yes and people think it's fake and i'm like it's not a fake i'm not pretending to act stupid either like i i genuinely am being who i'm being it sometimes it just puts me in a really bad position (laughs) you assume there's good in everybody i do i tell you that i want to believe it I want to believe it so bad. My hope isn't gone. <laughs> so someone copied my Beetlejuice tattoo. Exactly. Oh yeah, I need to hear. I want to hear more of this story because what a bold move to just like jack it from his. Because she got it off his Instagram page, right? Yeah, she tried to say she got it off a website, just some was random like the, website. But it, but it was, like, the same tattoo, like... There was no picture of the drawing online. So okay. she literally took a picture of my arm to oh. the person who tattooed it. Okay. And That's she got how... it in black and white, too? hmm Oh, wow. She got it on her leg. And it, it happened in Michigan. Like, it happened in this area. Oh, wow. So... So not only did, like, artwork get stolen, but a tattoo artist in the exact same area stole someone else's design. Like, line for line. Did not even try to, like, make anything different about it. And, hey, it's a Beetlejuice tattoo. Mine can look very similar to a lot of them. It's inspired. Nothing was ever a direct copy. I'm not talking about any of this. I'm talking about... Literally, someone made a stencil out of my arm and put it on this chick's leg. But whoever fucking tattooed it, mind you, she claimed she spent, like, $900 on this. Like, that's what she ended up saying. It looks like, um, 
it's my tattoo if it went through an accordion. Oh, Jesus. that bad? It is, like, on her leg, and it is so jacked up. Like, there's, like, lines just straight up missing, like, picked off. I need to see a picture of this tattoo. It's fucking crazy looking. But this same chick ended up messaging my tattoo artist who did that tattoo and asking him to touch it up. No. When he opened up the thing, he was like, he was like, that was a custom piece I did for somebody else. And then she was like, I didn't know you lived in this area. Oh, whatever. Exactly. And then he was like, well, how did you find the picture then? And that's when she was like, well, it was on some website. And he was like, well, what is the website? I want to see it. Like, Mm -hmm. why is my shit up there if I don't know about it? And, of course, she couldn't give any fucking detail about that. So she must have got it off of his Instagram page. Of course, yeah. And she took it to a shop with a very bad reputation. A chain, a local chain. And they fucking just jacked it the fuck up on her leg and apparently charged her $900. So she wanted my tattoo artist to fix it. No. And he was like, honestly, your best bet is to get it lasered off. He's like, there's nothing I fix it, nor do I want to. And nobody in this area who's a professional will even be willing to touch it because it's stolen artwork. Yeah, it looks bad for them if they did. And then, of course, she just kept... This is a fucking crazy chick. She just kept messaging him more shit about, like, hey, can you fix this? Can you fix this? Can you, like, cover up my track marks? And he was like... (laughs) He was like, um, I can't tattoo over, like, open skin. She's like, no, (laughs) no. Can you just, like, she's like, I'm six months clean. Can you just, like, tattoo over them? And he's like, I really don't want to be a part of this conversation anymore. I think he just stopped responding. Because, like, this bitch was not taking the fucking hit. But it's just, like, so fucking crazy. It's just, I'm surprised she had the balls to message him. And ask him for, like, not, like, a touch-up. Like, a touch-up. Like, he did it. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's... That's that's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. Go lay down. It's right. clear that she just doesn't understand tattoo etiquette or she's not very smart. No. And yeah, it's like stupid, but I got a kick out of it. Like I know like my tattoo artist was pissed off, but honestly, Rachel, the tattoo's so fucked up and bad, you can't even be mad at it. Cause it's actually hysterical. Cause I was how just bad like, it is. I was like, that's actually kind of funny that it's on her leg. Because she's going to have to wear pants. (laughs) Because it's that fucked up. Is it on her, like, thigh? It's, like, in a weird spot where, like, it's in, like, between, like, the middle and, like, the lower. So, like, by the knee area. So, it puts it on a weird fucking angle anyway. Plus, there's not a fucking straight line anywhere. You already spent so much money on it at Mm -hmm. this point. Why waste more money on it? Right. Oh, because it's just like, it's so jacked up, you can't even fucking show it off. Well, I guess what you have on her is the fact that yours is way better. Yeah. He's like, when my tattoo artist was like, I already made that tattoo look beautiful once, and it wasn't yeah. for you. So, it's exactly. not my problem that your tattoo is fucked up. 
Yeah. No. Not my fault. Bye. No. Blocker and bye. No, you can't be mad. You can't be mad, especially when it's a fucking bad tattoo. Uh-huh. Like, karma's 100%. a bitch. 100%. You're just like, whatever. No, thank you. I've been rewatching Ghost Adventures the first two seasons. They're so, so good, though. So great. I love seeing them fucking scared. Me too. They fight with each other in the middle of the fucking lockdowns because they yes. get pissed off. Yes. That's like my favorite part about the episodes is how pissed they are with each other. Like, Zach gets so embarrassed. Easy. He's such a... I wonder how old he was when he started doing the first two seasons. Because he's young. Let me look He looks like up. a little baby in the first two seasons, honestly. Yeah, like, I um discovered that the Travel Channel had him, and I was like, fuck it. It's free if you have, like, a a cable subscription. My parents gave me theirs, and, like, I forgot how spooky the first couple seasons are. Like, how scary they so are. So he was, like, 29, 30 in those, like, first okay. seasons. Yeah. So he's... He's young, he's, yeah. He's young. Yeah. I honestly... The Bobby Mackey one is really crazy. Um... And I feel like they felt more raw the first couple seasons. Oh, yeah. Um, that Bobby Mackey one is where they had that drama with, um, what was that, Ghost Hunters? Oh, yeah. Because Ghost Hunters investigated Bobby Mackey and didn't find anything. And I think they went on Twitter and were like, you know, I'm really sick of these fake ghost shows. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think Zach and him went back and forth with each other, but... Ghost Adventures is still on. They're on their, like, 24th fucking season. And now Ghost Hunters is on Travel Channel. So it shows kind of who won. Regardless of how you feel, the fucking show is entertaining. It is. It is. And it's entertaining mostly because of Zach. Because he's oh, just... Yeah. He's all over the place in the first couple of seasons. But also, I've always had a theory about him as a person where... I feel like if you believe in this, of course, which I know most people don't believe in ghosts or apparitions and stuff, but I think just who he is, is I feel like he's always been really sensitive to paranormal stuff for a long time. And I think that they're just, if it it is the case, I feel like he just attracts a lot of that energy, you know? And I feel like it's because he really like gets nitty gritty with it. Like he's not afraid to, go above and beyond whereas like ghost hunters i watched ghost hunters i feel like it's just you know it was boring a couple, yeah a couple of bros just maybe after work wanting to go to like a ghost site you know what i mean like that's the impression i get out of the difference well the difference between those sh- shows were ghost hunters went in trying to make it not paranormal they yes. went in not believing it was a ghost and they would look for evidence on the contrary ghost yep. adventures on the other hand it takes everything as, like, a fucking ghost thing for the most part. It somehow explains it away every time. So, like, it is a difference with that, between that. And, hey, believing it or not, like I said, it's still fucking entertaining to watch. It's fun. And they yeah. really believe it. Or if, do, not, yeah. if they don't believe it, they're fucking, they know to die for it. Like, they know this is what's going to make their fucking money, and they put on a goddamn show. And I appreciate it. I'm fucking Zach is in a corner in like these tunnels under England, fucking screaming his head off about someone scratching a wall, even though I know it's a fucking rat. I'm still gonna laugh. (laughs) Like, I'm still gonna appreciate it. Like, 
My favorite one, my favorite thing yesterday, I was watching the psychiatric one I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment where um, they put this light. I I feel like they also all freak each other out. Oh, without a doubt. Like unnecessarily. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a moment where like Nick is standing and just talking and Aaron puts his flashlight. He goes, whoa, your face is so red. And he's like all red just on his cheek. And he goes, man, it does feel really swollen. Is it swollen? And they spend like 10 minutes talking about his swollen face. Unbeknownst to us, an orb appeared over my cheek and then I had handprints on me. (laughs) Stop freaking him out. that i honestly would be like stop just stop just stop talking i don't want to hear it i don't want to know what's going on i was watching one where um they made at uh they made aaron go up into the attic and there was like an evil spirit up there and they're like and zach was down the stairs with him and he was like you have to face this this is you this is on you (laughs) and of course a psychic had went through earlier and was like pointed aaron out and was like the spirit really doesn't like you so Zach made Aaron go up into the attic and ask it questions about why the ghost hung itself and if he was a coward or not. I remember that episode. It was so funny. Oh my god. That would be honestly that shit would fucking happen to me. If we ever did something like that, they'd be like, you, you over there in the back. <laughs> I've never had any interest to go ghost hunting. You used no, to go ghost either. hunting. Oh, I used to go ghost hunting all the time. I don't know why I fuck I did. I've had some interesting things happen to me ghost hunting, though. Okay. Like, very, very interesting things. Like, the most, the most, um, the best example I can give of this is the one time me and my friends, we went to the cemetery. And the cemetery was known for being, like, one of the most haunted cemeteries in Michigan. And it's about 45 minutes away. So, we drove all the way there. And I'm also, I'm also going to put out there that, like, except for the driver, of course, the majority of the car had been drinking, you know, because we we're like 19. So we we're just on some stupid 19 year old bullshit. And we go to the cemetery and I was one of those people that like I was fine on the drive there. But as soon as we got to the destination, I was over it. I was like, I want to go home. Like as soon as we pull into the cemetery, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to be here. This is a bad like, idea. <laughs> yeah. Like I would just immediately want to go home. So everyone's like, We're, well, let's get out of the car and let's go investigate the cemetery and I was like, well, this isn't a part of the plan. Like, no one here told me that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I thought we were just going to drive to it, sit in the car for, like, 20 minutes, say a couple things, see if anything happens. Like, I didn't think that we were going to, like, walk around the cemetery. And I immediately said no. I was like, I'm not getting out of this car. I'm not walking around the fucking cemetery. Because the one friend that was with us said the last time he did that, a fucking gatekeeper came out of nowhere And, like, basically told them they had to fucking leave or was going to call the police. And I was like, I don't want to be involved in that. So if you guys (laughs) want to go to the fucking cemetery, you go. Sorry. Anyway, so they walk around, like, 10, 15 minutes. They get back in the car. And my friend was driving a hatchback. And we had to put somebody in the back of the hatchback in order for us to have enough room in the vehicle. So she gets in the hatchback. And she was like, man, I felt something, like, really weird out there. Like, it was kind of strange. 
And mind you that before we went ghost hunting, her dad that day washed the car. So the car was like clean and we were down a dirt road, but like not that long. So the whole car was still pretty clean. So she puts her finger, like she puts her handprint like up on the window. And cause she's like, I feel something like by the window back here. And we're like, Oh, maybe it's just your imagination. Like whatever. So we drive off, we go back home. So we get home and it's like midnight or so and we get out of the fucking car and also her hands were clean. Her hands are not dirty or anything. She touched the inside of the window. That was it. And we get out of the car and we turn around. There's a fucking handprint on the outside of the window. Like a human hand is outside the window and it's covered in dirt and it wasn't anyone's like there was no way that anyone would have done that or place it there. Like, and we were fucking freaking out because we're like a fucking ghost is touching the car. And then we look and there's other handprints on the side of the car, like tiny little handprints. <laughs> That's hysterical. And I was like, I'm done. We're done. I was like, I'm spending the night here tonight. I'm not going home. Like, I can't I don't, leave. I'm like, I can't drive myself home now. It's a fucking ghost following us or some shit. Like, that's like I'm telling myself. Didn't you go down that blood road? Oh, we blood road. We went down Morrow road. Um, blood road. Um, we went down this road that was like called devil. Like I forgot what it was called, but it was like a road that was basically full of a bunch of cults. Like KKK members lived down there. It was like a very racist road. I remember going down there. There was like Confederate flags everywhere. Um, it was like, it was, I don't know what it has like trees, like, and then in caves as you drive. So when you're driving down this road, all the trees like cave in on you as you're driving but it was like I think I think what makes it scary is that there's like cult leaders that live down there. I think there's like a KKK um, headquarters down there and stuff. And it was really crazy. It, it was really creepy. Yeah, um, Morrow Road was okay, but they don't allow people to go down that road anymore. Like if you go down it, they call the cops on you. Yeah, well, it's a fucking neighborhood. I did Morrow yeah. Road. I remember doing that in high school and having to piss so bad. That, like, when we stopped to honk, I was like, I'm going to piss my pants if we see a ghost. I hope we don't see a fucking ghost. <laughs> and we didn't. And then, like, the guy who was no. fucking driving, he was having, like, a panic attack. Because, like, I don't know if he was scared. He was definitely, like, pissed off about, like, the people who, like, tagged along. Because, like, these oh, two yeah. girls, like, just invited themselves. Okay. <laughs> it was a really fucking stupid. Like, they had heard us talking about it that day at school and they <laughs> knew him kind of and they knew us so they were like hey we'll go with you like we want to go ghost hunting let's go ghost hunting it was fucking stupid because i had this one kid who was like really weird he came and he like brought a ninja sword what what was he planning on doing oh, with that? like now i'm actually starting to remember the story ow I, he was not serious, but, like, I don't know. Something <laughs> about, like, fighting a ghost. <laughs> I just remember at one point they pulled over the car, and he got out, and he had the fucking sword in his hand, and he was going through the woods, and this guy must have came out of the house and saw the headlights, and all of a sudden he just jumped back in the car and was like, go, go, someone's there, someone's <laughs> And, like, remember that guy I used to always hang out with in high school? 
Yeah, I remember him. He was driving, and you know how, like, uptight he could be? (laughs) I just remember him screaming the entire time about what a stupid fucking idea this was and how, like, he was so pissed that he couldn't find anything. He was also really bad at directions. And he was just, like, screaming that we were going to get arrested. And him and this chick were in the back seat. He was driving, and then there was this chick in the back seat. And she was, like, a bigger girl. And she was kind of, like, giving him shit about his car. And he just looked back at her and was like, well, I'm not used to having this much fucking weight in the back seat. Because we were on the dirt road. That's kind of mean. It was one of those things where, like, she was fucking with him and he said that in complete anger. Which, that doesn't excuse it, but, like, the look on his face immediately after he said it was, like, he knew he fucked up. And then he tried to play it off with, like, this is just an old car. Like, that's all I meant by it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, I look back and I think, like, how fucking stupid. And also, I feel bad now for the people that live down those fucking roads because I can only imagine what you, I can only imagine what they hear at night. It's just like a fucking idiot screaming. Right. But at the same time, at least Morrow Road, they literally put a fucking, well, they used to put a haunted house right there. Like, not that long after. Oh, yeah. They did, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the road that you're talking, the blood road is the one with the trees and the cult numbers. I think that's what that road is called. Yeah. It's called Blood Road. Yeah, because you had to travel pretty far to get to that one. You had to go, like, an hour out, right? That was pretty far, yeah. That was a really, really long drive, and it was honestly kind of, like, worth it in a weird way because the area is so weird and, like, spooky. Like, the houses are genuinely spooky. Like, I bet you there's a bunch of people that know each other that live fucking down that road. Oh, yeah. It's, like, where you find militias. Like, that's the part of Michigan you were at. Like, where those motherfuckers who were, like, plotting against Whitmore... They lived, yeah, they probably yeah. lived on Blood Road. <laughs> yes, they probably did. Honestly, if you you should have seen the signs that people posted. It was like one person's house says no Mexicans allowed. It was just like incredibly racist. It was really upsetting. Remember, like that documentary where like those like Nazis like try to buy property in that like small town. And oh like, yeah, and that redneck couple comes with like that guy, and they plant all those like racist signs in the front yard, and they're just like talking just crazy shit. Those are the type of motherfuckers who like live on Blood Road. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. Not not going down that road. Not not now. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Things are probably Fucking... a little tense if a stranger walks out and like drives yeah. down that road. I'm, like, preparing for a fucking riot to happen anyway in a couple weeks, so whatever. Yeah. I, um, was watching debate and stuff last night, and your drinking game was funny because, like, every single second of the, like, every, every, like, word out of his mouth is China. Right. And I didn't realize it until I played that <laughs> drinking game that that's what he says most of the time. And I don't understand what's China. so important about China. I don't understand, like, what's going on with China. Just deflecting. I mean, and it's funny to me because, honest to God, like, most of the most of the issue is that, like, his all of his, like, nothing he makes people for merch is made in the USA. It's all made in China. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he has the USA companies that he promotes, but I, I don't know. It's, 
fucking ridiculous. The whole and it was better than most. I don't know if you finished the whole thing. Yeah, I watched pretty much up until the end. At some point, I thought they were supposed to mute the mics because the mics obviously weren't muted. They no. did not so much interrupt each other, which was that's what made it funny watching the one's reaction as the other one was speaking. Oh yeah. I well, mostly it was Biden. His face, his like face react when Donald Trump's like. I'll take, I, I take in responsibility, I'll take responsibility for this virus. And Joe's face was like, um, are you sure about that? Because I've not heard that word out of your mouth the whole fucking time. That was his face, what his face told me. Trump but, was making me laugh though. Like he's a hardcore troll. Oh yeah. He's like he a knows how, Yeah. He knows how to get under people's fucking skin and he definitely yeah. got under Biden's skin. Like, whoever gave that man internet access did themselves a disservice because he really is just, like, the the prime internet troll that you yeah. meet in real life. Yeah. He knows how like, to fucking piss people off, and he does. Like, he would be on Catfish. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's the level of trolling he does. Did I send you that TikTok of me from Catfish being, like, it's oh, 20, yes. it's 2020, if he doesn't have a camera phone, he's not real. Like, yes, like no one's camera is broken. I mean, that is so true, though. Like, who is now on Catfish on the same age and like thinks that that's something that's happening? Some people but, do, but he needs people like that to be able to still oh, have yeah. a fucking show. So I haven't watched that show in so long. Me neither. When I haven't watched it because I kind of got sick of. Of him in a yeah, way. it got obvious how desperate they were for people, and they just kept going for more like crazy, outrageous places. Like when they're fucking people who think they're in actual relationships with fucking celebrities, and we're dedicating yes. a whole episode. <gasps> like they don't already work for the fucking company. Yes, it was kind but, of a little. I had to go. Like the fucking Katy Perry one. I don't think Do I you remember that, that one? one. I remember the, the Bow Wow one. Oh, yeah, Bawa one was, that was funny. Um, the Katy Perry one was really problematic. Like, this guy really thought that that's who he was talking to. And even when he found out that it wasn't, he still thought, he still didn't want to admit that that's what it was. And his brother was like, dude, you need help. Like, you need to get help. If they brought him all the way to the fucking United Kingdom. That's insane. Like, it's... I watched no. a Dr. Phil episode one time where, like, this guy... I can't remember the country music star he was, like, obsessed with. I think it might have been, like, Carrie Underwood or something like that. Okay. And he was, like, this old man, but he was in love with her, and he was convinced he was in a relationship with her. Mind you, he's married and had <laughs> been catfished six times by Carrie Underwood fake accounts but he believed he was in like this actual real relationship with her and he wanted to like get in the music industry so they could finally meet and they would just interview his wife and she would be like yeah he would get coming over for dinner and they're like well how does that make you feel she's like well he cleaned the house so I don't really care like what? she's like like she knew it was bullshit but he, like, was spending real fucking money giving, like, these fake Carrie Underwood accounts, like, all this fucking money. And she even talked about, like, yeah, he keeps getting scammed because he'll realize someone's fake 
And then that person he blocks will just make another account and he'll start talking to her again. And she was okay with it? It was, I, yeah, I don't know if it was like a marriage of convenience or just because like they were older or she just knew that he wasn't actually talking to Carrie Underwood. But yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, I don't fucking care what he's doing. Like, there's no way a man of mine is going to fucking play that shit with me. No, that is not worth the anxiety. I'm done. I would be like, no, we're done. She didn't really care, but I was just like, everyone's built different, I guess, so whatever. Maybe she was like, this fantasy will never come true, and he's not talking to anyone real. I mean, possibly, yeah. Or she was just like, or she hates him. She was just like, good, I don't have to talk to you. Go talk to your fake Carrie Underwood. It just sounds like she was in kind of denial about everything, too. No, I don't think so. I think she just truly did not give a fuck. (laughs) You said no. Like, she was this older woman who was just, like, did not have the fucking time to deal with her fucking dumbass mm-hmm. husband. I mean, I can understand that. Like, he was, like, buying guitars because he was going to become a mu- music producer. <laughs> like, that was his new dream. Like, he was going to become a country music producer at six. Now we understand. Yeah, now we get it. Made me laugh. That's funny. I saw that. I kind of want to watch Paranormal State. Now that like I have, I was gonna to ask you if it's on anything. Check you have cable. Check A and E. Yeah, I have cable. Um, cause like I got it on that Philo app. Oh, you can watch it on there. That show, Paranormal State. Yeah. Yeah. I need to download Disney Plus because I want to watch. Um, I want to watch Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that outdates like every year more and more but it's so funny to watch it's so know, not really, a fucking kids movie no i don't think it is either i never thought hocus pocus was a fucking kids movie there's just no way the amount of times they say virgin in that movie is i know so ridiculous oh god i used to think this guy was so hot the guy who played max yes Ooh, speaking of hot, also the guy who was in Paranormal State. Too bad he was a fucking crazy person. He was kind of cute. Brian? Yeah. He's not bad looking. No. He, he's, like, good looking for a mid-2000s boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For, like, a college yeah. boy? Yeah, I can see that. Oh, maybe I'll watch this tonight because it's on A&E. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We can, like, laugh about it like we were doing with Ghost Adventures the other fucking night. My dad fucking loved watching the show really and talking shit the whole time about it that was like (laughs) his favorite thing to do on sundays was we would sit in the living room as a family and watch this and my dad would be like oh yeah yeah that's easy you can just go in that room and do that i can do better (laughs) job if i had a camera crew and a uh, Mike, I can go in there and do that myself. I don't have to have anyone else do it for me. And I'm like, oh my god, it's like so impossible to watch TV shows. With what him. would you do if like your dad and your mom were just like, we're gonna be Ghost Adventures now. We're gonna like go like do paranormal stuff. I honestly like wouldn't really be surprised to be honest with you. <laughs> I remember being up in like Mackinac Island and they had a ghost tour. And I remember asking my dad if we could go on it. And he got, like, so fucking pissed off. <laughs> he, Timmy was in no mood to play. He was like, that's such a waste of money. He's like, he's like, I'll take you to a graveyard and tell you scary stories. I'm not paying for 
<laughs> to go walk around and then tell me something's haunted. That's amazing. <laughs> like, he gets so personally offended about that stuff. Apparently, there's, like, a really cool ghost tour in Detroit. Um, and it's, like, $100 for this walkthrough, which seems kind of expensive. But, I mean, I guess for the experience, like, going once a year, it would be kind of worth it. What do you do? Um, you basically get like this haunted ghost tour. Like they, the lights are shut off and they have someone walk you around the building and where, um, it's in, I don't know. It's in the psychiatrist, psychiatry hospital oh, in Detroit. The boys are doing that. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's I like a girl at work is doing it. Yeah. I looked up. It's all sold out. Okay, I love how the first episode of Paranormal State is called Sixth Sense. And it was that kid who saw dead people. And the description is Matthew story strikes a chord with team leader Ryan. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be a fun watch. I need you to go watch this episode. I definitely. Do you remember a haunting? Yes. I remember like one time me and my brother were watching it, like we lived at my grandmother's house and she wasn't even in the room. She was, like, in a totally different room, but she was, like, listening because it was so loud, and it was, like, about, like, these demons. And then the next morning, she was like, I had terrible nightmares because of that show you guys were watching. <laughs> I was like, it is pretty scary. It is. Yeah, that was shit. That show was scary. I remember her one time. She almost, we were in, like, Virginia. Like, my uncle had lived out there at the time. We were there for Thanksgiving, and she, like, found, like, a legit ghost tour. And I remember reading the site, and I was getting, like, really scared because they're like, oh, there is, like, a vampire gravesite here that somehow attacks the people that sometimes come to <laughs> cemetery walks. That's and nice. I was just like, oh, my God, are we really going to go to this? Are we really going to go to this? And I don't know if my family was scared or they were just like, Mom, you're not doing this because they, like, told her it was just, a, like, a reenactment. And that she wouldn't have liked it, but it was like a legit ghost tour. I mean, I wouldn't mind going for, I would love to go on a ghost tour. I think that'd be really fun. I think it would be cool to do that in like New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, I, oh my God. There is one in New Orleans. I There's a bunch of them. I would love to do that. My one coworker, like, um, she like went on, she went on a ghost tour in New Orleans and was taking pictures and Okay cameras can fuck up but i did see these pictures with my own eyes like it was them standing in the middle of the street there's like a legit ghost horse sitting in like the back of their picture what yeah like it was a horse but it was a ghost because you could see through it but it was like standing right there in the fucking picture that's crazy Mm -hmm. I want to go to New Orleans anyway. I feel like that'd be, like, a really fun place. Like, I feel like I'm getting the vibe in my life that, like, next year is, like, a travel year. Oh, yeah. We that do some cool things. Maybe in some way I'll, like, have a little bit more money. And <laughs> I want to go to Salem. I want to go to New Orleans. That'd be so much fun. Without fucking doubt. Salem is, like, the, definitely a, an October of next year vibe. Are you going to watch this episode tonight? I am. I'm, I can't wait to see this episode. Like, chip coffee better be in this first fucking episode. <laughs> exactly. That's the energy I want going into this first <laughs> like season. He would just walk out into a room and be like, 
something dark happened here. <laughs> I'm afraid. And you're like, what did you see, Chip? What did you see? <laughs> and then, like, the bitch from The Conjuring is in this. Like, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, um, Lorraine Warren. Yeah, and she's always like, demons are around. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that chip coffee thing should be, like, in the opening to our um, Halloween special. I remember when he had that show, Psychic Kids, and it was just, like, him interviewing kids he thought was psychic. I love that show. (laughs) I watched it thinking that I was one of the psychic kids. (laughs) I am one of the (laughs) X-Men. I was like, I I felt like I resonated with it so bad. I was like... (laughs) It's like, you know those, have you seen those TikToks where it's like, walking down the hallway thinking everyone's looking at me? My life story. <laughs> or everyone thinks I'm hot, like going out and thinking people are looking at me thinking I'm hot. <laughs> it was like how I, how I feel about watching things like this, like, I am a psychic kid. <laughs> this is my world. I knew this I had my- people out there. <laughs> My favorite TikToks are like the ones where it's like me going to school after seeing Twilight. <laughs> oh, and like the fake hickeys on their neck. Yeah, I've seen those. No, those are my favorite. Like, think like showing everyone my my like two vampire marks and walking um, on the hallway. I saw one where like people were like burning themselves with like their like curling irons or like their flat irons to like pretend <laughs> they had hickeys. <laughs> God, how hard it was to be young. I know. So, I remember wanting all the Twilight books, okay? Like, really bad. Because that was what's popular and I was into it. So, I went to Target. And I remember I was, like, I had a job and I spent my money on it. And I bought, like, all four of them at Target. It was, like, I don't know how much money I spent, but it was something. And I remember coming home. And I checked my bank account and I had like, I had like, you know, I, well, I don't know what I was, it's like money that you literally like is so expendable. You're like, who cares? I live at home and it's like my first job, like who cares? And I remember going home and checking my bank account and like my balance was like $18 in my account and I go to my parents and I was like, can I return these books? (laughs) Because all I have is $18. In my bank account, my dad's like, well, why would you spend, like, $60 on Twilight books? <laughs> and I was like, because I really wanted them, and now I feel like I'm broke. And my dad's like, well, we just learned our first lesson about spending our money. <laughs> Before I send you babies back into the abyss, let's all please appreciate a story from my father. Enjoy. Would, uh drive always drive around and they would track us down somehow they, they oh my mom was tracking you down too yeah she's trying to find you because you were like dipping out i don't know on date she, night mom like, was a stalker too. oh mom was a, mom was a certified fucking she's a she is, uh, your mom was really really good and nice so your mom i'm sure she regrets every minute of it my mom would type that put a tracker on her husband phone and be like oh, no oh. she wouldn't she knows bob ain't going or bob's just bob can't walk anywhere that's what she got what she wanted you ever seen that movie misery <laughs> shut up 
<laughs> yeah, you're right too, man. Yeah, your mom would he come out. She loves me now. She clubbed him. <laughs> he is in the hospital right now. <laughs> yeah, your mom would. I remember one time I had a, I had a, her car or something, and and I didn't come home or something, and she came and tracked me down. She had her and Kathy in the car. They were driving around all Mount Clemens. They found you, though. They oh, knew where you were hanging God. out at. They found me and just left me stranded on the side of the road and said, get out of my car. You know. They're going to fight you. Oh, yeah, both of them. Her sister didn't really like me that much. <laughs> my family treated you nice. Yes, they did. I mean, even after you kidnapped Aaron one day, like, they still, like, understood. Yeah, I know. Just, you know, it's a mental illness, man. Sometimes you... When you're drunk and you think you're fine, you're not fine. And you take the baby in a stroller at midnight. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. It's <laughs> not bad. Well, I had family wanted to see you guys. See you. <laughs> see, I was born here, so. But I was very good at it. You were, uh, you were premature, and I knew how to take care of you very well. I made sure every, you know, I know how to put your little monitor on you, put you in bed, make sure you were breathing. What happened when she got a Reese Pieces candy thrown down her throat? Were you there to save her? It just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> she's like one years old, and she's just laying on her back, looking in the air, having fun. And her her niece was eating, you know, Reese Pieces and dropping them down her throat. And all of a sudden, she's I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I'm like, how am I going to explain this to her mother? <laughs> Kids dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I just turned her over and patted her on her back and I seen that orange and I'm like, oh God, yes, man. Thank God. It was it was scary. That that wakes you up, man. It's like, whoa. You're probably I need a drink after this shit. Yeah, it was scary, man. I mean I remember that's that's when I was living close to my work, and Aaron was the first grandchild and grandma. Okay, and that was like the first fucking blessing for everybody. So like, first child, the first blessing, like there's a different... Grandma worked at uh, Kmart's and she's somehow get all these discounts, man. I felt embarrassed all the time because every time... Grandma Aaron, was probably a klepto. She probably Aaron was dressed, it was like... Man, I mean, every outfit she has, I mean, I think Grandma bought it. <laughs> we found you got used to lifestyle. You're like, I don't have to do shit. <laughs> no, I mean, Grandma would every day come home here and have like three brand new little baby outfits. Yeah, and I have a fucking potato sack. No, I found we found pictures of when I was in the Kmart fashion show. Yes, I, I was there. Yes, Aaron was like a little. Like, yeah, you pranced down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we used to have fun. I used to, Aaron, Aaron would always go talk to her aunt and her mom and. My aunt Linda even worked at one of them. Sto- my aunt worked at one of them stores with their family, and they were got it. They were really good. Your mom was really friends with one of my aunts. Mm-hmm. Mom's a friendly bitch. She just acts no, like I'm she talking was. about no, not your mom. Your grandmother was friends with one of my aunts. Okay, they both worked at Kmart's. It was your grandma, my aunt, and your aunt Lin- your aunt. So they had all the tea about you. And they oh, they talk- they, know they probably dogged the shit out of you while they're at work on lunch break. And I remember I had a problem with your. Uh, your your mom's aunts and that's what Aaron was talking about when I took you out late that night. Oh, I said something to somebody I shouldn't have said. Those old ladies that came out of Pipe Sand lunch table just Oh, it was you. bad. I was wrong. I was probably just kept my mouth shut and yeah, what'd you walked say? in the house. What did you say when someone confronted you walking here in the stroller? I don't want to say. Cause you said, really hey, get back. Get, no, take I that said, mind your own business, the B word. <laughs> As you kept pushing Aaron? I was damn near at the house. I wanted her to run inside before she came out with a purse and started to whop me over the head. 
<laughs> and I got home. I'm like, I don't even think I told you, but I did tell your mom that I knew she's gonna find out. Exactly, because <laughs> I'm sure my my aunt stopped at because she had to pass my grandparents' house before she passed oh hers, and I'm God. sure she stopped in and was like, "Do you know what he's doing?" Grandma, you have everything. You were into uh, oh, Kate so Ashley. What's them two? Mary Kate and Ashley. I yeah, love those a, movies. They as kids. A, they actually liked it. I always liked all the like the Dalmatians, Beauty and the Beast. I could always watch them the first time because they were great. But you know, some of them used to watch over. Like, uh, what's some of your favorites? Like, were you did you, were you Rugrats or no? That was good. Not a Barney person, I don't think. Oh, uh, you may have watched a lot of not child movies as a kid. No, I didn't. Yo, Lifetime Movie Network, that's what we grew up on. No, I remember, like, watching The Fucking Good Son with you and being scared. Oh, yeah, because... Oh, The Good Son, man, that was a good movie, though. (laughs) Yeah, but it's still traumatic. Seven years old. What what is that one where they get nails for Christmas? Yeah, okay, but that was Macaulay Culkin was in that one. Yeah, he's a kid. You got your kids. Are you watching two kids? It doesn't matter when it's rated R. It doesn't matter if the movie's with kids or not. It was still about a little psycho boy who was murdering his siblings. <laughs> I thought it was that. I, I didn't know it was that type of movie. And yet, you were the one. You were the one parent who would always take the fucking movies back to the like the um, movie place because you thought that they were inappropriate. Yeah, true. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, there's hit and misses movies anywhere. A lot of times you think you're watching a comedy and it turns out to be one of these tearjerkers, man. 